Well, it isn't. So, so everybody's everybody's jiving, but let's jive on that level. If I love you, I can't lie to you. Of course you can lie to me, and you will. If you love me and you're going off with Maddie someplace, you're lying to me. Because what the hell do I care about the truth? I care if you're there. Let Billie Holiday say, hush now, don't explain. All right, I accept that. Of course. All of right, course you lie to me, because I don't even want to care. What, what does the truth matter? And why are you going to be truthful with me when you lie to everybody else? You lied when you smiled at that cracker down the job, right? Lie to me, smile. Treat me the same way you would treat him. I can't treat you. You must. You must. Because I've caught the I've caught the frowns and the anger. He's happy with you. Of course he doesn't know you're unhappy. You grin at him all day long. You come home and I catch hell because I love you. I get least of you. I get I get the very minimum. And I'm saying, you know, fake it with me. Three. Hey. Welcome to the next lyrical outing this is your boy oh, yams <laughs> and y'all know what it is it's dark shining light out of here yeah, wait a minute yeah, yeah. we don't even know that we're just talking bush right now <laughs> before i do introductions <laughs> welcome to another week of cocktails and conversations that's right that's right welcome back y'all we appreciate y'all yeah. tuning in signing on pushing play hitting the button tapping zipping, listening slipping sliding <laughs> all that good stuff <laughs> we here two grown men in the microphone that's right well it's more than one mic but it is what it is we ain't sharing anything <laughs> but man we here man it's another week man I'm thankful for y'all tuning in like my brother Tim just said or I guess we need to stop this do some introductions in one second so but let's just slow this down it was like none of that rhymed none of that rhymed let <laughs> 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 go together what are they talking about right now so with that being said, it is your boy Yamalo in the building this week. My name is Brother Yusuf Muhammad, brother to the brother to the ears, because my ears is mama <laughs> said you finally grew into them, so you ain't that big no more. But <laughs> Brother Yusuf Muhammad, Yam's creation, here for another week of cocktails and conversation with the big homie. It's Tim Hargrove, dark shining light. Darkness, everybody, darkness. I appreciate that, man. Yes, man. Put some respect on that darkness. <laughs> they say the black of the bear is sweet of the juice, but I wouldn't know because <laughs> I've no, never this had. This juice ain't sweet. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard over here, boy. <laughs> now you got the juice. <laughs> Well, well, you know, stop. Well, you know, I, <laughs> let me just stay over here. That whole conversation would go away. Like, yeah, what, yeah. what are you talking about today? <laughs> oh, man. No, nah, this is a good conversation, man. Black coffee, no sugar, no cream this month. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're here for another week. Um, you all heard the introduction. Um, we're here, and that's the conversation for this week. I want to say a lot to me. But um, truth, lies, and deception. That's right. That's what we're going to be dealing with in the eternal uh, battle of the relationships and the development of personal and interpersonal relationships, I guess. We'll figure out how we're doing this conversation. But we have our lovely producers want to get in on this conversation because I was debauching it before we got on the air. And they said, Yusuf, you have no respect for the conversation, we have to get in on it. So, with great hesitation, I introduce at least one of the producers. Not both of them. I introduce one of them. The other one's cool. The first one, let's see. This week we have coming to the mic, 
Tropic Thunder. I actually like that one. That's dope. <laughs> that is dope. I like that. Oh, the devil and Tyjo will play with that all night. <laughs> Cheers to you. <laughs> and our other guest. <clears throat> Z-Snap. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Z-Snap. Z-Snap and Tropical Thunder. A Tropic Thunder. Love, we messing him up. I was a man playing the man playing the man. <laughs> Tropic Thunder and Z-Snap. That's right. <laughs> Zipper and Hurricane. Let's go. Yes, yeah, you already know. <laughs> Zipper and a hurricane with us this evening. I had too much champagne. No, but that this was a great conversation that to see uh, Nikki Giovanni and Mr. Baldwin go back and forth to actually see how black relationships go back. And a lot of which that we're talking about, a lot has not changed between the masses, I will say. The masses. Because you can still hear people having the same conversations mm. in mass online. And so, you know, what do you guys think about that? Because, you know what? For the first time, a lot of people saw Mr. Baldwin literally speechless. Right. You know, and it, it's it's a truth to actually take in. And it wasn't that he wasn't, a lot of people saying, well, he wasn't without words. He's kind of taking it in. But, and I think that that's the one thing that I appreciated because they both respected each other's point of view, but they had a different way of expressing it from mm. what they had to say. Mm. So when it comes to, like, she was going to a point of, you know, lie to me. You know, you, you smiled at all of them. And what, what do you think about that? Um, I forgot what, what your Zip Z snaps. Your AKA is today. Z snap. That's right. Ginger snaps. Ginger snaps. <laughs> Z snap. What what do, what do you think? There we go. Oh, it, it didn't go anywhere. It's it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Um, yeah. So I. Ugh. So first off, the relationship. Uh, conversation. You know, I have to be honest. It has drained me after a while. Um, Thank you. Somebody say it, <laughs> it has drained me. Even though it is necessary, because black relationships specifically are just they're they are a very complicated dynamic um, to navigate around here. Yeah. <laughs> um. But outside of that, you know, this is the conversation. And I feel like she, you know, when I listened to it a second time, I feel like she was really, first off, I think he was put off. I think that's why he was speechless, but not put off in a bad way. I think he just wasn't expecting for her to come at, to, to come like that. Like, I don't think he was expecting her to say, lie to me, because that's not something that most women say. Most women, you know, are going to be like, I want the truth and I want you to treat me this way because that's what I'm deserving of. Um, you better not do this. Nyah, 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 nyah. But she didn't do that. She actually said a lot of truth in what she said. And the lie to me is from what I see, the lie to me is that she wants to feel valued, feel desired, feel respected even in times where she may not actually be any of those things in his eyes. Mm -hmm. 
That's, That's what I saw. She took that deep. No, I, yeah, I was she never took it. Go. Well, let's go a little bit deeper. Oh. <laughs> so let's go into the darkness. Mm. If you look, taking the context of what was going on at the time, um, when you're going and and even now, black people and I love the way that they came from it from a relationship point of view, and not a lot of conversations that you see on the internet are first meeting and dating and all this, but this is an actual relationship. It almost sounds like a husband and wife and a counseling session. And they were self-counseling. And this is what I appreciated about it because they came about it in a very old school way. Is she had the view, to me, she had a view of a lot of people's grandmothers. I don't care what you do outside the home. When you come in here, you should be different. Mm. And see, the thing that both of them were asking to to be to be honest is to respect each other's point of view because everyone want both of them are saying i want to be felt i want to be understood in the way that i can receive it because what he was coming through is hey i'm i'm battling this on a job and i'm battling that and this is going on and that is going on and she's saying hey I'm battling the same shit too, my nigga. Um, <laughs> I got to battle white folks like you got to battle white folks. I got to, you know, shuck and jive just like you got to shuck and jive. But when you're shucking and jiving, everyone is seeing you as this wonderful being, as this person that's just smiling and that. And I want to feel that even if it ain't real, I want to have a chance to feel something away from the other. But what he's saying in his authenticity is, Hey, I want to be able to feel myself. I want to be able to be as honest and open and to be authentically me. But I, what they really want from each other, really, the conversation is I want your best self. I want to feel what's best for men. And a lot of times I, I, I pull toward Nikki Giovanni on it, not just to pander. It's fuck what other folks think, honestly, wow. women and everybody else. As a man, women can't be our confidant. Men need other men because we understand on a point of view. So when you're using your woman as your one and only confidant, instead of having that, you know, that group of men that you can gather around, because in the village where we came from, in our own communities, in our own kingdoms, men didn't consult with women. And when you see intact communities, that ha don't have their lineages broken, that are don't have their traditions broken, the men congregate with men and the women congregate with women. And the men can talk to one another. I can go and we can talk on a deeper level because a man understands where I'm coming from. So that's why a lot of times when you see a man of caliber, he decompresses before he goes into the house. He comes in, he gets his mind right. And then the children see them in the best light. So it don't matter what happened because he threw that off at the door. And so your woman wants to see you as she sees you. She wants to see you as that, that shiny beacon. She wants to be able to get into your arms. Even though the day is beating you up, that's the time and place for everything. So you sound like a sexist individual, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a real chauvinistic, macho supremist male chauvinistic brother you know what i like it <laughs> because it's it's the respect factor when we talk about 
as the men, we have to bear the responsibilities of what is going on. Um, we were talking about, you know what? Damn, I forgot. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, the, the part about, yes, there it is. Men, we, um, you, you sit up here dropping your burdens on your woman. Yeah. And you should not be doing that. When your woman sees you, she should see the best of you. Like you see, like she most often is showing you the best of her. Minister Farrakhan, you know, I got to drop him in here. It was this lecture he was talking. He was talking about issues that happened in the mosque or the church when he was uh, developing throughout the years. And he said that a lot of issues that you, the young generation, the next generation always had is because especially like in the churches and when the when the father's the minister, they come home and discuss the burdens of the church with the family. Yeah. Oh, Sister Martha Clara, mm -hmm. sister was in the church stealing or she having sex with such and such child and uh, a husband and where everything is going on. But what does that do? It don't benefit. It don't benefit because now you're setting up problems for the children to look at the, the other people in the church differently. Yeah. Now you're also giving your burden to your wife. She don't ask for that. Yeah. When we talk amongst men, men discuss these things in a way that it, it may start off, however the conversation is, we're going to get to the solution. Yeah. Now, with your woman, she's going to take the solution, but also what happened is she's now formed an opinion about that person that you don't need to have because she doesn't need to see them in the view of what you're seeing them. You should know the truth and keep moving. Too often... We talk about this truth, lies, and deception. Is we're mixing the lies of everything, the, the lines of <laughs> not the lies, the lines of everything. Like the truth should be left to a certain degree. The the lies just leave it out, and the deception is, is other parts of problems that we're causing in the relationships. I'm just I'm trying to like, go around situations, but I guess I need to start getting to just facts and stuff. So you know what? I'm gonna let uh, G Snap over here talk. <laughs> Snapping turtle, go ahead. Got some comments. I know you. The wheels turning. Go ahead and speak on it. They, they, yeah, they're definitely turning. I, I have a lot. Like, Lord, I don't even know how to sort through it. Right. <laughs> um, but this stuff about like truth and honesty that you know people are asking for, um, or people are saying that they want from their partner. What if, what if that's not what you really want? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> which is, <laughs> Sorry. which I think is kind of what she was getting at too. Yes. But like, if you ask, you know, for the ladies, you know, if you ask your man how you look in this dress, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> which is a question that we know at this yeah. point that y'all don't really like or whatever, y'all don't want to answer. Um, if you know that you look a little big in the dress and he knows that you look a little big in the dress, do you want him to say that you look a little big? Not like where, where is the boundary for truth and lying? And I say that with quotations because is it even a lie that is the type of lie that's false witness? White lies. Or... Is it a lie that, right, is, you know, a white lie. Like, you know, just something that is, <laughs> that's not supposed to be damaging. Mm. 
<sighs> but then that's also where the, it's that's like a double edged sword, because then it's like, OK, if you're allowing the lie to happen, then what if the person can lie about bigger things that will be a real issue? But then it's like, well, OK, if this person like you should kind of know who you're selecting to be with mm-hmm. and hope that they have enough integrity to be honest with you or, or not lie to you about something that is really important, like finances or, you know, like, you know, if they have some court case going on or something like, you know, like they should be honest enough to come to you and say something or share that with you or I don't know. So you mm-hmm. lost your job. Right. Maybe everything's fine. Let me start. Yeah, like. Give me a hug. <laughs> or Zippy. It's not fine. Or Zippy, I think, you know, the thing, the problem that we have <laughs> is that a friend once told me, always tell the truth. Truth is the strongest ground that you can always stand on. You don't always have to remember everything because you know what it is. You start telling lies, you got to remember what you said. And the thing about most of us is that we don't want to live in the truth. We want to live in our own perception of our own reality, which is just like this movie Barbie playing in the background. It is a fake reality. If you live in the truth, if you fat and you ask me, baby, how do I look in this dress? I will say you look great. I'm not lying. You look good in this dress to me. Do I look fat? You look great, dear. Let's go out and have a good evening. The reality <laughs> is you know you look fat. You know you are fat. Why are you asking me this question? If you don't like how you are, change it. And too often, again, the lie to me thing is I understand. So I understood what sister was saying. You play, like she said, you put on a perception for everyone else. Mm. Put one on for me. Don't bring that BS to the house. So the reality of it is if we stop putting on the perception, if we are supposed to be each other's help meet, that M-E-A-T, like a piece of meat in the Bible, is M-E-E-T that the Bible speaks of. Mm-hmm. We're brought on to help each other meet our goals, aspirations, whatever in life. So as my help meet, the truth is what I need. Well, you know, <laughs> the other thing is what kind of truth and what kind of lie? Because <laughs> I love the way you put it. Like, yeah, I'm going I'm to be honest with you, but in the way that that feels right to me. Right. You know, but here's the thing, like when we're telling someone, um, lie to me, you know, who is that? Um, <laughs> his name? Uh, there's an artist that got a song called Lie to Me. Kim. Miguel. Yeah, that's what Oh, I think you're talking about Kim. But, uh, <laughs> but the thing is, even with the truth, some people are brutally honest, but their goal is not to be honest. The goal is to be brutal. You know? Yeah. And I think that that's a that's a weird thing if you want to want to just you know, oh well, it's this going on and it's that going on, and the other thing is just to be completely rude. Not, well, the, you know, here's the thing: as, as men, we have to be careful mm. not to be distant from our partners. So I think in an effort to like connect, and we're trying to connect to our partner, let them know what's going on with us, because a lot of men, they have this thing where they don't talk tell their partners anything. And then they become distant to their partner. They don't know what's going on in their life. And so to them, well, you're telling me everything's fine, but I see that thousand yards staring in your eyes. But that goes back to the part like what, and I'm going to let Thunderclap speak in a second. 
Um, but that goes back to the part of what the minister said about. I completely forgot what her name was. It's Traffic Thunder. Yeah, that's right. Thunderclap wants to be gone in a minute because Minister Farrakhan said, you know, don't bring your, you know, all that bit. Like, let me get a good example of it. We as Muslims, we, and a lot of people have to do it too. When you step inside a Muslim home, everyone knows. Take your shoes off. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna go moonwalking your right. uh, tennis shoes across <laughs> my, my, my floor. <laughs> but the reason why you take off your shoes is because you don't want to bring the outside world into the home. Mm. All the dirt that you tracked around, think about it. You ran, you was running tennis, you were uh, jogging, and you ran through the park and you stepped in some dog poop. Yep. And then you ran through another place and there was all gravel on it. Then you ran over here and you slipped in some oil. And the gap, a whole bunch of stuff you've tracked in your feet through all day. And now you got the baby crawling all in the house. Head. And you don't walk through your house with yeah. the baby in the house. So the separation of the world and your home. Mm-hmm. So when you get home, leave all that stuff out there. And the same thing is like we're talking about when you, the truth. I'm going to give you the truth, but I'm not going to come out here to hurt you. To hurt you. Leave all that stuff out there. <laughs> what, what is my intent? My intent to grow us or is it just to pacify you? Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the, becomes the conversation and the truth lies in deceit. What, what, is the, what is the intent? Is it growth or is it pacification? And pacification is like we all know with a baby with a pacifier. You give them the thing so they shut the hell up. <laughs> so yeah. what is the point of the, 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 the re- response to the question or the response to how you're doing things? Yeah. So Thunderclapper, Get on the mic. All right. So, basically, what I wanted to say is the following. I am not here to validate your insecurities. Nice. And that's the reason why I sent this topic over. (laughs) There's a reason I sent this video over. It was a video, but the reason I sent this over, I'm not here to validate your insecurities. Mm -hmm. One thing... I well, I want to say, hey, one thing I can't stand more than anything is for somebody to lie to me. Don't play in my face. Mm. If I ask you, one of my friends told me the other day, he said, and I lie, I'm lying to protect your feelings. He said, I have to, because as a man, I don't know what your reaction will be. I said, when you lie, you take away my benefit of the doubt. Mm. You take away my choice to be like, okay, you, you, you take away my chance to pick. And so he said, no, he said, sometimes we have to lie about certain things. We may not lie about everything, but sometimes we have to lie about certain things. I came from an upbringing where all I saw repeatedly was lies. It was one lie over here that was deemed insignificant. And then it was one over here that was deemed detrimental. Yeah. But they both were lies. Whether it's a white lie, purple lie, pink lie, black lie, I don't care. (laughs) A lie is a lie is a lie. And I feel like when you lie to me, you play on my intelligence. You play on my benefit of the doubt. You try to play into your yours and your insecurities because you're thinking that I'm going to react a certain way when I'm not. Or what if I do react that way? I react worse if I find out that all this time has gone by and you've been lying about something and had one and didn't say anything. So I respect mm. somebody more when they actually just tell me exactly what it is and give me my benefit of the doubt. Because if you don't give me my benefit of the doubt, 
Me personally, I'm be pissed off. And then I'm never going to want to talk to you again or trust you because you lied about something so small. I don't care if it's if it's big or little. Um, with relationships, you know, when they they say the whole let that man cheat, let let that person cheat in um cheat in peace. If this person <laughs> if this person cheats and you know that you didn't know this person been cheating on you for five or six years and you just been just as happy these five or six years and had no clue. And then all of a sudden, one day you find out, does that make the past five or six years non-existent and obsolete? Does it make them now these beautiful years where you didn't have one moment of questioning your spouse? Does that make it now horrible? Yes. That's, that's the real thing here. Like when she's saying in there, you know, lie to me. You give everybody else the best version of you smile and just cheese and they never see the, the face behind the mask the entire day. But that's you not come the home, best version. I know it's not the best version, but it all depends on what version of them you can deal with. You know what? I think what it is is still deception. the it's still deception. accumulation over time. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. If, the, if you're going through battles every day as a man mm -hmm. and every day you're bringing that home to your woman, it changes how she sees you. Mm -hmm. And she never if she never gets to see the good part of you, mm -hmm. I think what it is, 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 and the other thing is you have to know, you have to have that intimacy with your partner, mm -hmm. whether it's the, the cheating, whether it's the, uh, the, the uh, what was the other one? Uh, knowing about finances. Mm -hmm. Whether it's knowing about, you know, different things that's going on in your life. Health matters. Go, go ahead, uh, uh, Tropical thunder. So two things, finances and health. Just found out that family member of ours, since my name is Tropical Thunder on here, Tropic Thunder on here, my father um, was sick at one point and nobody knew, but all my brothers knew. Hmm. And I'm finding this out in passing, just outside. Like, so wait. Everyone knew but you. Well, four people knew, but it's six of us. And then you got my mom, you got my cousin, you got okay. my aunt. But out of the family, only four people knew. And it was two that he don't talk to like that. And then the other two that he talked to every day. So we're finding out like, oh, yeah, he had COVID and he was in the hospital. I was like, well, when was this? He was like, you were probably out somewhere and didn't come home that night. But yeah, while that happened, I was in the hospital. I'm like, when the hell did this happen? Then finances. There was a situation once where my lovely father um, was supposed to get the roof redone. And instead of paying for the entire roof to be redone, he only paid for half of the roof because that's what Wiley Coyote does. He pays for half of the roof and that's just, that's just his, that's the Wiley Coyote way. Um, so Wiley, one day we were sitting and we started noticing that there started being brown spots in the ceiling. And Mrs. Wiley was like, wait a minute. I thought we got a brand new roof, brand new roof. And Mr. Mr. Wiley, Mr. Wiley was like, Mr. Wiley was like, Mr. Wiley was like, no, I didn't have enough money for it. This is seven years later. Mm. Now, pose the question again. Does that make the last seven years of her not knowing obsolete? Or does it mean that he just lied for these whole seven years and she found out in this moment? And now I'm just playing devil's advocate. She found out in this moment and now she's pissed off in this moment. But she wasn't pissed off yesterday or an hour ago. But she was not pissed off because she was living. She was standing or living in the part of the lie and deception. Mm -hmm. As long as she stayed over there, she's comfortable. However, when truth 
like light. Mm-hmm. When it enters a room, darkness yeah. avails itself. It definitely does. So at that point, is she justifying her anger? Yes, because oh, you've she... been standing in the dark. Yeah. And the other thing is, with the man saying, you know what? You want me to lie to you, but can you handle the truth that's going to bring behind it? And that's where the benefit of the doubt comes yeah. from. Give me my benefit but of that's, the doubt. But here's the thing. When we are honest, a lot of times, depending on the subject, when we, we're giving the best of our partner, mm-hmm. I think that it's important for couples, especially black couples, to do a lot of healing first and they do the work to understand each other, to understand how to communicate to one another. And I think that's why that that conversation was very important, because what things do you need from me? What can I bring to you? And that that's things that develop over time so that you understand exactly what type of relationship that you have. So when those big issues come up, you know, you don't have to. Oh, Lord, baby. Oh, what am I going to do? We ain't got enough money. But you can sit down and smile. Hey, babe, come on. Let me talk to you about something. So here's what I'm working on. Here's the money for the, uh, for the roof. Here's how much roof we got. Right. <laughs> yes. Right, right, right. I love you, baby. Let me see. Well, how, how can we work this out? Well, I don't know how we're going to work it out, but it's gonna, I'm going to do, do whatever it takes to make it happen. And so that way she can be a part of the solution. You know, some things we have to bring in a way, sometimes you got to put a little sugar to that medicine. You know, it might be better, but it's going to be sweet. Still medicine. Hurricane Katrina, do you have something to say? I was going to say to his point, Mm -hmm. it comes up, it it basically, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for nobody else. But I make myself the most vulnerable when I feel safe inside of you. When I feel safe, like within you, and I feel like, okay, this person has never lied to me. This person, this person is easy for me to come to and talk to. When I feel safe within that, mm-hmm. it's very easy for mm-hmm. me to be like, "Oh, you lied. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right." Okay. What? What? Let's talk about this. What? Why? What made you feel like you had to do this? But there's something in coming from a relationship where I was scared and I felt like I couldn't say anything and I was walking on eggshells, and so I lied a lot, mm. and he lied a lot to mm. we each lied to protect each other, but then we realized after a while, like, this isn't who we are, and then we became brutally honest with each other. I don't like the way we you look at me. We broke up. We yeah. broke up because we couldn't, it wasn't that we couldn't take the truth, it was just that so much had accumulated over time, mm. that it's just like, damn, we really are like, we, we really aren't the people that we put out there. And then I've come from a relationship too, where I felt very loved, very cared for, and so I was more connected to that person, and I already knew if they were getting ready to lie. I was just like, don't, don't lie. And so they did. Mm. That's all I had to say. So Who punches, you know, dialing back. Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> Hurricane Katrina's dialing back. Um, so my mother and father, I've said this before, um, they, again, did, you know, maturity, you understand things as you get older. Mm. Mature, not even older. They like to sit and have coffee every morning before they go out the door. And the reality is the reality. Some of us are going through stuff. I went back, I moved back home. Actually, no. I moved back home when I came back from college. I was at home for a while. And I used to see this quite often. I was like, what the fuck are you all doing? Like, why is this every morning coffee thing? Never noticed it before I left for college. But then my mother explained to me one day that 
They do this because they're planning out their day. They're planning out whatever. They're plan- um, the day, the month, the week, um, the situation is going on. They're talking about what happened yesterday, why they had issues, where they at today. It's just the conversation is there. But it's not just a conversation. It's the proper conversation. In the fact that we're discussing everything. And when you're discussing everything, like we were saying about uh, Hawaiian Punch, we just said over here, about the lies, you don't have to lie. The lies are coming when you're afraid to tell the truth. Yeah, there's a fear of something. It's a fear of something going on. And if I'm in a relationship with you, I should be, just like we talk about men, should be able to talk to men mm-hmm. properly. If we brothers, I can say whatever I need to say to you. Now, I have to be careful how I say it to you because we still are humans. Mm-hmm. But if, brother, your breath stinks, here's some gum. Yeah, get, take this gum with you. <laughs> oh, I don't want no gum, no. Bush in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> take the gum, brother. So that's the same thing in a relationship, baby. You've been eating a lot lately. Are you okay? What's going on? You know what? Let's start working out together. Mm-hmm. Because the conversation, you have to be able to have the real conversation with your mate, because if not, guess what? Leave the door open for someone else. Someone else too. Yeah, and it's it's all in the way that that we have that. You know, it's 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 how can you receive it? You know, if if your partner has a need to talk, especially if you're in a relationship, because a lot of men have the same complaint. Well, I can't talk to you. If there's something on my mind. If something going on, I need to be able to discuss it. But you have to be able able to discuss it in a way that a person can hear it. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if a man's walking through the house, I, I love the way that that conversation between them went. But as a woman, if your man has something that he would love to say to you, wouldn't you want to hear him out? Wouldn't you want to? You, you understand? But at the same time, if he kicking in the door and kick the dog, kick the cat, uh-huh. kick the couch, and he yelling <laughs> and screaming and hitting flips and tearing the paper off the walls and screaming the, uh, the color out the light, she, she don't want to see that version of you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, she, can't, she, she can't bear that. And she see you, you're always down and broken. So into you, she doesn't want to see you less than a man. She want, don't want to see you less than who the person that she married the person that she's in a relationship with. Because to you, to her, you are a man. Let me hit you with a curveball. Yeah, uh-oh. Let me hit you with a curveball. Ginger Snap, got something to say real quick? <laughs> I was just going to ask a question. Um, what if your view of what makes you a man is different from her view? That's important. Oh, That's important. Can I throw some salt on that? Some seasoning? Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. So... She asked about the man, but all of us have met that irate woman, not female, who's talking and always being ghetto and snapping. And then she said, if a man can't accept me for me, then I don't want him. Goes to the question what she said. Say your question again. What if your version of what makes you a man is different from her version of what makes you a man? So I think that 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 requires so much honesty between a couple. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because that can change over time. 
because that's that's why saying affirmations not only to yourself but to your to your the person who is the love in your life mm-hmm. and to your children and it's not only what I love you, but why I love you. What is it that intrigues me about you? Those are those intimate conversations because people tend to have that, their conversation with their side piece. They had a conversation with, with their mama. They had a conversation with their dad, with their girlfriends, with their homeboys with the, about the things that they like about the other person or the things that they dislike. But the main person that needs to hear that is from you. The only way that you can know what he values in himself is if you listen to him and if he's willing to speak. And the same thing, if she sees something in her man, she needs to speak up about it. But they have to have those deep conversations like your mom and dad. They had a coffee in the morning and they, and they speak to each other. <laughs> and it'll be conversations that we'll never be privileged to because they don't belong in Right, they don't want nobody. They, mm-hmm. they stop and I walk in the room ears. like, not for you. And those that's what that, that conversation is so important because in our households, we have not been taught as a community of how to be intimate with one another within a relationship. Because first of all, we don't even know how to fucking pick a person that should be intimate with because we use too much of our emotions. We don't know how to breathe. Go ahead, uh, Z Snap. No, I was about to ask something, but I think you kind of answered it. Well, no, I was going to clarify or I, Go ahead. I thought a, I needed to clarify, but, but no, you, you, you answered Kind of what I was, what I was putting out there. So I kind of dovetail because I don't piggyback no pork on my fork. I don't even <laughs> speak pig Latin. Dovetail, dovetail, dovetail. I love that. <laughs> um, so I've said this before, and this is kind of something I live with. I tell people quite often: listen to what people say about themselves. Yeah. The most important, the most crucial, pertinent, whatever words you want to use, two-word sentence is I am. Because mm. whatever you attach to it, you're looking to become or this is what you think you are. Yeah. So if you're dating a person as a, as a man, you hear a woman constantly say, I'm a bad bitch. You a bad mm. doggy? Thank you. <laughs> Look, you know where she's going. Yeah. I'm a hoe. I'm this. Like this Daddy new music. Too? You're looking, this is where she's seeing her life head to. Yeah. Why are you dealing with that? As a female, when you start in this reality, we're talking about black homes, we're talking about homes all together. If you're talking to a man, he says, I'm a real ass nigga. You're going to definitely get a real, real nigga. Ass, right, you're going to get one. Yeah, a I'm nigga. a hustling motherfucker. So do you want a man yeah. or do you want this real ass nigga? So the whole thing comes again with, she talks about the definition of, her definition of a man versus his definition of a man. Yeah. And too often we walk into these relationships with, again, going back to our conversation a few weeks ago about the traditional versus the modern woman. Yeah. The traditional man versus the modern man. I heard this conversation earlier. Um, this lady, it was on social media. She's talking about she divorced. A, a woman broke up with her fiance because he couldn't afford to have this lavish wedding that she wanted. She didn't want the marriage. She didn't want no. She didn't want the marriage. But the whole thing is this traditional versus modern. Traditionally, who pays for the wedding? Daddy. Yeah. Her daddy. But this new thing, well, my husband got to pay for it. No, no, no. Since you want all this, go back, ask your daddy. See what your father says. 
If your father wouldn't agree with it, why should I agree with it? The other thing is what we need to know is being that honesty. It's like that fine line. People go, oh, well, honest and lie. Nah, it's not that when we have someone that's in our life, male or female, we have to really know that person. Because all of that stuff, when it, when it comes to that, it's been like if you're going into the beginning of the relationship, Minister Farrakhan says something very good. There's nobody married. Hmm. We're all in a marriage. <laughs> because a married means it's complete. Right. Yes, sir. That means it's done. It's like when you're speaking to a, a room full of graduates. If you're in school, you're not a graduate. You're still being schooled. And anyone who's in this life is not an ancestor. If you're still on this side of the plane, you're still a participant in life. And so when we're in a relationship, you're participating. So you're constantly knowing one another. It's a constant thing. And see, what it is, is a lot of people are willing to get into the marriage, but they're not willing to stay in the marriage. They don't want to go through. A lot of people think that the goal of marriage is happiness. Right. They don't. The goal of marriage is not happiness. No. The goal of your life is not happiness. The goal of your life is to complete it. Mm. You have a life's work. Let me tell you something. Your, Your heart ain't never complained about you that I want to break. Think about that. Come on, brother. Your heart has never took a break. Your mind has not taken a break. Mm -mm. Some people have had the unfortunate experience of of, of experiencing a break between their brain and between their heart, Uh and it went never good. Uh The lungs, every part of your body, your, your body is in constant motion in its functions to keep you alive. So it's the same thing with your marriage or in your relationship. It's a constant work. And the thing is, your mindset is going to determine whether the work is a good work or whether it's a bad work. It's in the mind. And so when something comes up and, hey, we need to talk about something or, hey, you need this, those important conversations because it gives you a gauge of where you are. Look, I don't want you coming in the house like that. I hear you. I understand that. Uh-huh. Look, I want to talk to you honestly about my day. I hear you. I understand that. Because it's no, hey, the woman right and the, the man right. Nah, what we need to do, our point is not to be right. Our point is to work. Do we work together? Does this work? Is this going to make us complete and whole and continue on this bond that we have as black man, black woman? And it ain't about the two. What it is, is people separate that. Black man and black woman, black man. No, no, no. What it is, is we have become one. And in order to become one, you ain't never thought of, when I look at you, I don't look at you as a body. I don't look at you as a heart, as an eye, as a hair piece. When we do that, what we, we say, that we objectified that person. Because all you're looking at is his shoulders and his abs. You're looking at his good hair. You're looking at her breast or her butt mm-hmm. because you're not looking at the person. So when we're looking at that relationship, it's no, we're not looking at a man and a woman or a man versus a woman. What we're looking at is a, is a relationship and how they actually function. Because when other races look at us, they look at us as a people. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. 
as black people? How to how do we move? Because when we look at everybody else, we don't go well the Jewish man and the Jewish woman, or the Chinese <laughs> man and the Chinese. We look at them as the what? The group of people that they identify with. And so when we see ourselves as one unit, and we appreciate our differences because we need different things from one another and we have to express that. I saw something that was so important. And I'm going to say this and shut up. Like the pastor <laughs> say, I'm going to say this and sit on down. But no, they, they said that the, the biggest thing that breaks people up is unspoken expectations. So that means that if you expect something, you need to speak about it. You're right. I mean, no, we're going to start closing up, but you're right. I would say that um, like, well, we can't, I can't expect me out of you. Mm. Because when I expect me out of you, I'm living in my own deception of yeah. my reality. Because people won't do the things that you do. The person won't be, oh, like, even down to the, the biggest example all of us know about when you're driving the expressway. Some of us let some people over when they're trying to merge over. You always got that jackass who will speed up, not let you over. But then you get upset with them and start screaming and sticking your finger out. Why? That's that person's modus operandi. Let them go about their business. So the truth, the lies, and deception about all of this is still that my brother broke it down in the end. It's not really to go over. Is that live on the truth of the reality that you're in. Don't walk around in lies and the deception that we give ourselves because we want to make ourselves feel good, the next person feel good. Stay with the truth. When you stay with the truth, everything works itself out in the end. And if it ain't worked out, guess what? It ain't the end. Is it? <laughs> so, I with that, that said... I love that, man. <laughs> This is the end of this conversation, though. <laughs> Brother, um... Yamalo, Yam's creation, Yusuf Muhammad. Let me moonwalk off this microphone and let uh, Ginger Snaps and Hawaiian Punch Jr. get their salutations. Uh, Z Snap, in and out. <laughs> Oceana. Thank you for listening. And look, this is our dark shining light, Tim Hargrove. Darkness, everybody, darkness. <laughs> I appreciate everybody coming in. Y'all remember, y'all do that one thing that's free. Tap that button, hit a like, subscribe, share. And uh, we appreciate y'all comments on this one. Very great conversation. Till next time. Be easy. This is Yusuf Muhammad, Yam's Creation. This is Cocktails and Conversation that you're listening to. Tune in every Friday at 7 p.m. on all streaming platforms. Like, follow, share, tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody. Look forward to you joining us.